chapter 1. This mic keeps going in and out. Luke chapter 1. We're going to read verses 57 through 64. And when you have it, say amen. I'm going to do my best. That's all I can do is be me and preach God's word. And I'm asking just to hear what's being said, to get with me as much as possible. I understand who I am. I know where I'm at. And I know what God has put in my heart. And I'm just asking you as the saints of God and as the church just to, just to bear with me. Amen. It's nothing big, nothing new in my opinion. Amen. But there is a burden up here. Amen. 57 through 64. Now Elizabeth full time came as she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias. After the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, not so. But he shall be called John. And they said unto her, don't you love how people like to throw themselves in the middle of something like they know better than you do? Amen. Isn't it wonderful how people want to try to say we can't have revival anymore? And we'll put the name that we think goes on that revival. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But God is the one that's in control of that. <clears throat> and they asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name. And he wrote and saying his name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was open immediately, and his tongue loose, and he spake and praised God. His mouth was open immediately, and his tongue loose, and he spake and he praised God. The time had come for her to deliver her child, and she delivered her child. And when that time came for her to deliver her child, people tried to say, his name is Zacharias, or this is the way it's going to be. But immediately, she said, no, this isn't the way it's going to be. God gave me a direction. God gave me an answer. God gave me a name, and this is what we're going to do with it. Amen? Jesus died for the church. Amen? And he said, greater works than these will we do. We can't allow the world, we can't allow people to say the days of revival are done and church is done and uh, this is the biggest growth we're ever going to have. That is a lie. And when he wrote down that name, immediately his mouth was open and he praised God. Now he doubted first, but then he praised God. He doubted and his mouth was shut, but when he finally accepted it's going to happen God's way. His mouth was open. Amen. And the only mouth I want shut is the mouth of the devil. Amen. Let's turn to Isaiah 53. In verse number 11. Isaiah 53 in verse number 11. This is speaking about Jesus. When you have it, say amen. 
And he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall, shall bear their iniquities. Let's close our Bible. Amen. Let's begin worshiping the Lord. Amen. Let's ask him to have his way in this place. God, remove us out of the way, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and then you may be seated. Amen. I have a burden in my heart. I have a pain in my stomach. Not an unbearable pain, but a pain in my stomach to see God do awesome things. A burden in my heart because I see a world constantly before my eyes going to hell in a handbasket. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, if you can, I usually don't give this, but I feel like I should. The title of this sermon is The Inevitable Birth. The Inevitable Birth. Birth is a beautiful process. There is not a woman in here that has a child that can sit here and say that it's not a wonderful thing to be carrying a child. It might not seem so good at first, but you know that something is growing in you. Can all the ladies say amen? And that there is a life that is beating in you and that is feeding from you as well as hearing your voice and knowing your movements. It's a, it's a wonderful and beautiful process. Observing this from my wife, I can tell you right now, observing it from my wife, from my perspective to my wife, I thought, how in the world is she doing it? Because I felt such a pain for her because I was like, man, that, that seems like that'd be so heavy to carry. But I never once heard her sit there and say, I'm tired of carrying this child. She carried the child, and she carried it with a, a hope and expectancy of a healthy baby. Birth is described as the emergence of a baby from the body of its mother, the start of life as a physically separate being. It's just something that happens when a baby comes in, and you hear that, wah, for the very first time. Maybe not wah, but it sounds more like a, a curgling cry but you hear that and you know yo my baby is here it's a little different for the dad the dad's like yes the kid is here finally but mom has a whole different perspective she's like my child is here my baby is healthy I am holding my child the process of birth is sacred it's filled with much labor and toil Amen. It is a process that is not easy. There is a lot of labor involved. There is a lot of toil involved. 
I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm not acting like I understand what it's like. But I have heard women, many describe it as, as close to death as possible. A feeling like your life is leaving you just before that baby is born. And church, I want to say right now that it might seem like it's hard and like we're toiling and laboring and nothing is happening. But that baby is going to be born. I said the baby is going to be born. You know, when a family has a child, they have the first baby. It's just the most awesome experience. But just so you know, the percentage rises on how many children you can have after that as well. You go from a family of one to a family of three. In my father's case, he went from a fam they went from a family of one to a family of 14. But there's just something about building a family. A birth is wonderful. The process is worth it. The labor is worth it. The toil is worth it. The tears are worth it. It's all worth it in the end. We don't always see when we're doing it, but we don't understand. That's what I was talking about, brother, about you confirmed what I was going to be preaching. Knocking on somebody's door and not seeing that process begin to happen. But a birthing happened, and a year later, here this man is in the church. Though I was unaware of it, God had already started the process of birth. There is an inevitability whenever God gets involved of birth happening. There is a process that begins to happen. We don't see the growth process. And so we think, is it really happening? But let me tell you something, church. The stomach of the church is beginning to swell. It's beginning to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And in the church, we don't have just one baby, but we have many children. Praise God. Is everybody with me? Hey man, I know I'm not going fast, but there's a reason for that. Because every time I feel like I'm going to take off like a scolded cat, God stops me. Because he wants his church to understand that there is inevitability in the birth. It's going to happen. Inevitable means that it is, it's, you cannot get around it. There's no way it's going to be stopped. It's inevitable. The devil thinks he's going to stop the birth that's going to come from the church. I'm going to tell you right now, he thinks he's going to stop the birth that's going to come from the Hutchison church, but that's just not going to happen. There's too much blood, too much sweat, and too much tears that have been poured into the work that's in this city. And I know we might not be in the Bible Belt, uh, but don't lose heart. You heard Pastor preach it this morning. That revival is already in the works. Oh, praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord. I'm feeling it now, amen, because birthing is something that's wonderful. It cannot be overlooked. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Uh, it doesn't matter how it seems like it's not happening. It is happening. Under the surface, you do not see feet of the duck that's paddling real fast, but those feet are moving a million miles a minute, uh, and that duck is moving across that water. We don't always have to see it, but just so you know, in nine months, a woman will deliver a baby. Think about that. Nine months to deliver a child. We don't think that that's fast, but that's a fast process. Uh, that's nine months until the delivery of the child, and I'll tell you right now, church, uh, pastor has been preaching it for a very long time. Uh, in the ten years, uh, 
since he's been pastoring and I tell you it's about time for that baby to be born and we got to be ready for the birth of the child you say what child is that that are new souls that's the birth of the baby revival that's the birth of a baby we got to be ready for the birth of these babies that are going to be coming in I titled it this because the Lord dropped it into my heart that just because we might have hard times, sickness and things like that that come along and the world might seem like it's getting darker and darker because it is. Uh, there is an inevitability in the kingdom of God that births are still going to happen. As long as the Holy Ghost is in the world, there's going to be a birth of a new soul. Right now as I'm talking, there's a birth happening somewhere. And it's going to happen right here in Hutchison, Kansas. Amen. I said it's going to happen right here in Hutchison, Kansas. We've already seen the start of some of it. You know what? We're seeing it right now. The birthing of children. I'm just going to give you a little history here. The birthing of children in Israel was believed a sacred it was believed to be sacred and an honor. The bringing forth of a baby with much pain was considered a virtue and a show of willingness of the woman to literally scream and travail, which is the root word for where we get travel. Amen. Sometimes God takes us places that we don't think so. God, this is a lot of pain. I don't know, a, I don't know about you, but I remember when I, 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 I did football and they would have us uh, 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 run about five miles in the morning and we would run five miles in the morning the boy let me tell you your feet would hurt there's something about that travel that just made you go oh my goodness I got to do this the next morning as well but let me tell you something that don't matter in the end when you realize that all that you have been doing has been getting you ready for that point where you can stand up and you can do whatever you have been trained to do and you do it without any kind of problem whatsoever that's what's happening right now we're being put into the spot we're being put in this spot right now where we are traveling along and God is going to do the work we just have to go on through amen do you believe that I come against that spirit of unbelief that tries to steal the word of God amen a child that is brought into the world, they considered it to be an honor. A travail of a child brought into the world. That's why Jesus said in John 16, 21, that a woman when she is in travail have sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. There's just something that happens that they took it and said it's worth the pain. That's why it was a reproach in Israel when a woman did not have a child. And when she did have it, it was worth the pain. Genesis 1 and 28 says, And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Genesis 4, 1 through 2, The Lord uh, and Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel. When a woman began to have children in the Bible, in Israel's history, that woman was considered to be blessed among all women. She was considered 
considered to be a blessed woman. She was considered to be something wonderful in the sight of people. Why? Because she had this little life in her hand that didn't seem like it was going to do much. But she would look at that child and she would say, one day you're going to grow up to do thus and so. And so when somebody comes into the church and they're born into the church, uh, we hold them and we say the same thing. The Lord's going to do wonderful things in your life. You may not see it right now. You may not like it right now, but you're going to grow up and you're going to do something powerful. Hey Amen. I'm talking in the spirit right now. I'm telling you what God poured into my heart about the inevitability of birth in the church. We're going to have children. We're going to have them and I'm looking forward to it. I may be a man, but I understand exactly what the Bible is talking about. There is an expectancy in my soul that I'm going to see these babies being born and I want to be a part of the nurturing process that tells them they're going to grow up and do something awesome in the kingdom of God. Amen. The hope and the birth for a woman in Israel was born from the prophecy of John of Genesis 3 and 15 and now shall bruise his his heel the possible birth of a man child that would carry that promise hey ma'am we need just one just one church just that one I'm always looking for just that one that's going to blow the hinges off and it's just going to come pouring in the revival's just going to pour out like you wouldn't believe it's already started but I'm going to tell you right now there's a difference there's there's going to be a gully washer and there's going to be a ton of children that come into this church. Do you believe that? You believe there's going to be a gully washer and there's something that happens when all that water comes pouring in. It washes away all the junk, all of the gunk, but all the stuff that is stalwart, that is pounded to the ground. It does not move. And the church is not going to move when it happens. We're going to stand there. We're going to welcome that. We're going to say, keep coming, God. Keep it coming, God. Keep that water flowing. Keep those children coming. Lord, we want them. We want them. We want them. The rest of the world don't want them, but we want them. We want the drug addict. We want the liar. We want the deceiver. We want the person that's on the street corner trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. We want them, 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 I want them, you want them, we want them. I'm always looking for the one. I talk to people and I witness to people and I say to myself, is that the one? Is that the one? Is that the one? Who's the one? I want that child. I want that baby born into the church. I want that child, but I'm not satisfied with just the one. I want that child. I want the church to have that birth. Let me tell you something. The devil's not going to stop the birth that's coming into this church. He's not going to stop it. I said he's not going to stop it. Amen. Is everybody following me here? Are you following what I'm talking about? Amen. If you're wondering what point I'm getting to, I'm already on it. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This is the hope that the women of Israel had. They wanted that son. 
Isaiah 7 and 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. We know what that is, God with us. They understood Isaiah 66 and 8. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children as soon as Zion travailed a child don't just come into the world born and the mama don't travail there's a pain that comes with it ah there's a pain that comes with birthing these children into the church I'm gonna tell you right now God has been God has really been giving me here lately a lot of dreams of the church doubling in size I even had a dream where the Lord showed me the church quadrupling in size. Amen. We, we, I'm just crazy enough to believe the Lord's going to take it beyond double. Double is just the beginning. Why can't we quadruple? Who says Kansas has got to have just a small congregation? Who says that? That's a lie from the pit of hell. There's more people in this state that want freedom than even we know of. We got people wanting to come into the church. We got backsliders that God's going to bring back into the church. We got all kinds of people that God's going to bring into the church that we haven't met yet. And when we meet them, we're going to look back and say, I don't remember that, but I'm sure glad you came to church. I don't remember knocking on your door, but God bless you. You're here today and God is going to birth you. Hey man, there's a birthing process. It's worth it. It'll be worth it. There's righteous mothers that came. They wanted children. Eve, Noah's wife, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, Asenath, that's Joseph's wife, Jacobhead, Zipporah, Rahab the harlot. We always say Rahab the harlot. Rahab the ex-harlot. Hey man, Ruth, Hannah, Mary, and Elizabeth. The list goes on. These are the righteous mothers that these are the righteous mothers of Zion. They all travailed and brought forth a child. Why can't we? We are the church. We are his bride. When Zion travails, she brings forth children. I'm not preaching over your head. I'm telling you it's all going to be worth it when it's all said and done. you got lost children that are depending on you to travail them out of their situation. you got people in your job that are lost that are depending on you to prevent them out of their situation and we gotta travail church we gotta travail what pastor was preaching this morning amen it's gonna happen the part now that we're all into and that we're gonna be working hard at and he ended it when he talked about building that new building and immediately the Lord brought to my attention the inevitable birth it's going to happen and we're going to have to travail we're going to have to allow those labor pains and those toil pains to come to us and not back away and said it's too much ah, it's too much God ah, I can't handle it but we gotta stand up and say God oh, it hurts but it's worth it God I don't know where they're coming from but it's worth it it's so worth it Lord I want that baby 
And today it's the church. Galatians 4 and 26. But Jerusalem, which is above, free, which is the mother of us all. We are the mother that's to come. We are the mother. Amen. The church is that Jerusalem. Hebrews 12, 22 through 23. Because you got people that say, no, that's talking about heavenly Jerusalem. That's not talking about us. That's talking about the Jerusalem to come. Oh, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. That's not what it's talking about. In Hebrews 12, 22 through 23 says, but ye are coming to Mount Sion. Mount Sion. Mount Sion. That's where Jerusalem is. Unto the city of the living God. And the heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly of who? The church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect we are the mother and we are going to have children praise God amen you believe that clap your hands to the Lord well praise God amen someone come to music I'm already almost done of course, I always say that, and it never happens that way, but praise God. We will have children. We will have children. We will have children. You hear that, devil? You ain't stopping the birth. There's an inevitability when you get into the church that a birth is going to happen. You're not stopping the birth. You're not. We are his bride. And we're connected with him. He is our husband. You know, there's only two things that can stop a birth. Miscarriage and an abortion. Two things that can stop it. And the church don't do neither one of those. We don't miscarry children. Oh, Brother Lewis, they came in, but they didn't stick. We don't miscarry children. And we for sure do not believe in abortion. You've heard it preached. God loves, he's, he, he likes addition, he loves multiplication, and he hates division. And I like to think that God absolutely positively can't stand subtraction. He can't stand that. So you think he's going to allow the church to do that? No, 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 no. When you get the power of the Holy Ghost in the church, there's no way in the world a child is ever going to be miscarried. I'm not saying that to, to <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to that. But there's just something that happens when the church we become pregnant. And we carry child to the full term. I wish everybody could just see that in the spirit. Amen. Can you close your eyes? Can you just see that? We are carrying the baby to full term. The process. We're in the labor. We're in the toil. You ought to be seeing souls that you have talked to, that you have witnessed to. And say, God, I want that baby. I want Zion to have children. It's an inevitability. 
It's an inevitability. When we came married to Jesus, it's an inevitability that we're going to have children. The church does not do any of those two that I named. Genesis 6 and 9 said, And let us not be weary and well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's stand to our feet. I got a question. Is anybody feeling faint in this house? Is anybody feeling faint? Like you want to throw in the towel? I'm not looking at a church that looks faint in the least bit. I'm looking at a healthy, thriving bride that's ready to reproduce. That's ready to have some children. And we're going to have it. It's an inevitability. Praise God. Nothing is going to stop the birth. The Bible talks about seasons. When the season comes, the baby will be born. That God has no stillborn children. He doesn't. Mm -mm. Nope. Doesn't happen. Well, they didn't get the Holy Ghost. They didn't get it today. Well, they still haven't got the Holy Ghost. They didn't get it today. But they keep on coming. It's an inevitability that there's going to be a birth. Oh, you just think you're big, tough stuff. You just think you got it all together. But, buddy, let me tell you something. When God gets through with you, it don't matter how tough, how big you think you are. That line is put there. You keep on coming. You keep coming. Eventually, you're going to hit that line. And you're going to wonder what happened when God fills you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've had people ask me that. I remember doing that in the prison. God sat there and was, he told me, I got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, but I never got the Holy Ghost. I said, oh, okay, well, you can have the Holy Ghost. You know, I was thinking to myself, birth. Here, there's going to be a birth today. I had that. I was like, there's going to be a birth today. And I told that man, I said, you, you, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. You can have it. And he goes, well, I just don't know. I said, you can have the Holy Ghost. And he kept going, but it just hasn't happened. You can have the Holy Ghost. And I just kept telling him that. And he finally said, how? I said, do you want it? He said, yeah. I said, then lift your hands and I'm going to pray for you. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. But one minute in the praying for that man that he bust out talking in tongues. And when he got done, when he got done, pray for me, church. Because I hadn't been back in there for a little bit. Had a little incident happen. And uh, uh, couldn't find my card, but I found it. <laughs> so I'm going back in there. Praise God. And he just was, got done talking in tongues. And he said to me, he goes, what just happened? And I said, you tell me. And he looked at me and goes, I don't know, but my mouth was doing some weird stuff. And I said, was your tongue moving too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's the Bible say is the sign of the Holy Ghost? Was that what that was? Was that talking in tongues? I said, yeah. I watched him break down and cry. And he was like, oh, God. He didn't think it would ever happen. And I said, God loves you. Because he wants children. He has no stillborn children. It's inevitable, church. We're going to see births that you're not going to believe. It's going to blow you. It's going to blow my mind. 
I said it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow my mind. It's going to blow the city of Hutchison's mind. It's going to blow everybody's mind. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. All will see. <laughs> you have to forgive me. I'm feeling really good right now. Because we're going to have babies. <laughs> we're going to have children. <laughs> Brother David, they're going to have them on the campus. You can't tell me God's giving it to them in the prison. And he's not going to give it to them on the campus. We're gonna have children. All we'll see in here, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle, is having babies. Hey, you could be a Zacharias if you want and begin to doubt the things of God. And believe me, your mouth will be shut until the time comes. And when it happens, your mouth will open. And the first thing you're going to do is you're going to give God the praise. Look what the Lord hath wrought. Look what the Lord hath done. And all will say, Apostolic Faith Tabernacle just keeps cranking out the babies. Apostolic Faith Tabernacle just keeps on having children. Why in the world haven't they stopped? Because it's an inevitability that the church is gonna give birth. It's already started. Hallelujah. Zion, we've got to travail. We've got to travail. Not just shout and sing but travail oh let our pain be known and I'm not gonna stop until I have my child I'm not gonna stop until I'm delivered of this baby I'm not gonna stop until I'm delivered of this I want to hold that child hallelujah I want to be like Elizabeth. I want to say no. The revival, that baby is going to be named John. He is not going to be named after somebody that had unbelief. But he's going to be named John. I want to be like that to say, no, revival's not going to come your way. Revival's going to come by the way of God. Old-fashioned prayer. Old-fashioned singing. Old-fashioned fasting. Old-fashioned witnessing. Doing it God's way. His name is going to be John. Why not? Christ travailed for us. We read it in 53 and 11 when it said that he shall see the travail of his soul. Church, I like to think he's seeing it right now. He's seen the travail of his soul. Brother Manchie said it earlier that God looked down the pike and he saw there will be a church in 2021 and he wants us to get that in us that we may not see it here. We may only live to see the doubling but afterwards there's going to be a quadrupling and after that there's going to be even more purse I don't have to see it with my eyes to know that it's going to happen (sighs) 
John the Baptist was born to an unbelieving father but at the end of it his dad believed every word of it there might be people that struggle with it like pastor said this morning you might have a little unbelief but let me tell you when it's all said and done you're going to look at that baby and you're going to believe every single thing that's ever been preached across this pulpit about this church hallelujah Hallelujah! I want to know what you're waiting on! When Zion travails, when Zion travails, when Zion travails, travail for your mama, travail for your daddy, travail for your family. Oh! When's the last time you fell and curled up in a ball? Oh, God! I want him! I want him, God! God, I want him. I want to hold that baby. I want to hold that baby. I want to hold that baby. I'm not here to entertain nobody. I want to hold that baby. And I don't want to just, I want to hold that baby high. I want to hold that baby high. The Bible says after Zacharias praised God and he held the child. And he began to speak over his life. I want to hold that baby high. I want to hold that baby high. I want to hold that baby high. I want to hold that. I want to be like Mary. And say, I believe it from the beginning, starting right now. I believe the Savior is going to be born, is what she said. She said, Let it be unto me according to thy word. I wonder, church, if we could do that. Is that, Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. And when I travail, I'm kind of free. I'm gonna pray for you. I feel weak, Brother Lewis. It's okay, finish the labor. Finish the toil, it'll be all worth it.
Come on, can we all just get in? <laughs> oh, oh, God. oh, and we can all lift our hands. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Oh, the angels can't do it. Zion has to travail. Zion has to travail. What if it isn't happening, 